I am beyond excited to announce that I have partnered with Magimix for season eight of Crazy Sexy Food. Magimix is a family-owned business that has the amazing reputation as makers of quality kitchen appliances that are adored by chefs and home cooks alike. I remember growing up and always seeing my mum's beloved Magimix on her countertop and the utter ease of how she used it. With their 30-year motor guarantee, these machines have always been built to last. They continue to be relevant as ever in the busy kitchen and make fantastic food processes that make your food go further and reduce food wastage. They are a godsend when it comes to batch cooking and using up leftovers. I use my Magimix every single day. If you're ready to step into the world of Magimix with a new food processor, blender, ice cream maker, or any other bit of kit, then simply pop over to their website and use my exclusive code at checkout for a 15% discount. The code is MagimixCSF. Make it with Magimix. Hi, and welcome to Crazy Sexy Food. I'm Hannah Harley-Young. This podcast is all about the love of food and how it plays a part in our lives. I sit down with well-known personalities, food experts, chefs, and people who, well, just love their food to find out all about their life, career, and their favorite tastes along the way. Today, I am beside myself. I have a member of All Saints sitting at my kitchen table. I'm not okay. (laughs) Melanie Blatt, everyone. As one quarter of the worldwide best-selling girl group, Mel and the Girls, Chasnay, Nicole and Natalie released their first album in 97. This shot to the charts and included the songs Never Ever, Under the Bridge and Booty Call. I remember buying this album and listening to it religiously like it was yesterday. The record went on to become the UK's third best-selling girl band album of all time and the songs received critical acclaim with numerous awards. This was followed by their second album, Saints and Sinners, which went to number one and included another global hit, Pure Shores. All Saints were the cool girls with their combat trousers, vest tops and hoop earrings. They channeled the 90s aesthetic in a way that will go down in history. In fact, the looks are back in fashion as we speak. (laughs) Mel, this is a bit of a fangirl moment for me. I am so excited to have you on. Welcome to Crazy Sexy Food. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. I'm just like living my childhood fantasy (laughs) right now. Um, Before we get into it, I always start my conversations with... What did you have for breakfast today? I had a coffee. <laughs> that is it. That's very French of you. Yeah, I suppose it is. It's sort of just very like sort of rock and roll chef. It's, sort just, of... it's just me trying not to eat. Right, okay. <laughs> Are you into intermittent fasting? Oh, I've tried everything. I'm in and out. I'm intermittent. I'm not intermittent. <laughs> You're overeating. Yes, I'm doing it yeah, all. Fine, I, I totally understand that. Um, obviously, you have just come off the back of Celebrity MasterChef, which I have to say was probably, and I'm not just saying because you're sitting here, the best season yet. And I just want to congratulate you because not only were you a finalist, but goddamn, you can cook. Thank you so much. Honestly, and I just like talk to me about the experience because watching it is incredibly nerve wracking. I get anxiety um, (laughs) when things go wrong, when Mm -hmm. time's running out. Mm -hmm. Is it is it as crazy as it looks? Yes, it's the stress, the time. I mean, that I think is the actual the the whole point of the show is the timing, Mm. like the pressure of getting it done in that amount of time. Because I think 
with a recipe, anybody can cook. Um, some people can cook well, some people not so well, but you can, everyone can yeah. make what is, you just follow the instructions. So that's not the, the hard bit is when you've got time to do it in, but when you have to have, get it done in that, in like an hour and a quarter, and it's not really an hour and a quarter because they come and talk to you. Well, this is the thing. And like, they don't add that bit on. But so how much, so do, they, do they tell you when they're going to come over and chat to you or they just sort of spring, spring up? Well, they're sort of doing the rounds so you right. can feel them nearing. Okay, because um, that would irritate me. Oh, yeah, and of course. And the thing is, you have to try and be like that. Hi, yeah. so let me talk to you about my dish <laughs> that I'm not really doing very well at right now. So that's like the tricky bit. But I actually thrived under that. I enjoy, I, I like that challenge. Yeah. Um, and then how much time do you, like how much time beforehand do you get to practice all the, all the dishes that you're making? So... Um, once you know you're going on the show, they sort of give send you a, a brief of like the first couple of things okay. that that the the challenges that you're gonna have, not like the ones that they spring on you, but like you're when you're doing your own dish and whatnot. Mm. Um, so you've got a little bit of time at the beginning to think of what that is, but then obviously as you get further in to the competition, you've got less time to think about. Oh, of course, because you get given the brief, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's nearer the time. Um, and also, the last thing you want to do when you've been in the studio all day is go home and cook yeah so I did it <laughs> and that's probably why I didn't win oh well darling you're a winner in my oh, eyes all right but I think what I really took from your experience was that it really meant something to you and like there were like moments like obviously when Mary Berry oh came God, and you got a bit of, and you got emotional but like no but that's just like I love that because it's real. It's like if one of my idols sort of walked in and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm cooking for this person. I, well, I didn't, I, you know, with Mary, I didn't even realise how emotional <laughs> it would make me feel, obviously, because that's not cool. <laughs> but it, it, it was when I started to think, like, she, her book was one of the first books that I started yeah. cooking with that yeah. I bought for myself, that I was, like, interested in. Yeah. And because she had, she had a great one where she had pictures of you do and of steps the pictures oh of the my steps. god I used to those are so old school those kinds of books but it's what you those. need yes. because when they say you know if you've just got like a, a menu and a recipe and they're like okay so you chop that up do that do it and if you if you if you're new to it or you do, you're not sure you, do, you just want to know that that stage is, yeah. is exactly what it's supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes you don't know from the writing no no totally. the pictures was beautiful <laughs> I love that. And if you could choose one dish that you made on the series that you're most proud of, which one would it be? Uh, quite a few of them. Because I personally want your dirty burger. Well, that's the one that I'm keeps coming lie. up. I'm not that's the lie. one that keeps. And it I was, am. It was the mac and cheese patty that did it for me. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm listen. The thing is, I actually, I when I first like went into the show. I thought, right, they're going to want to see... I remember practising, like, one of my first dishes. That, when, when you do the... At the end of the, the heats and you do the first... The, the, like, the two-course meal yeah. with the judges. So I had, like, practised, like... Um, there was, like, a, like a sea bass thing from, from, like, the Nobu cookbook and on black rice Ooh. with this and that. And then for, for starters, I'd done, like, scallops on this, like, corn, sweet corn thing with, like, nduja... And then the literally the night before I was supposed to go in and cook it, I was like, I would never eat that food. I think you said that. Yeah, you yeah. said I've literally changed this overnight. And I literally did change it. So I didn't have time to practice. I just thought oh, I'm gonna have to make wow. something that I know that I'm because then I know what it's supposed to taste. I know what it's what, what I want it to taste like and look like if I want to eat it. 
And that's what I did. So I literally abandoned all that. And I said, is it okay to change my gender? Like, Are you mad? And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> so I did. Well, it paid off. It did. You know? Just. Well, it did. But I guess, like... So when they're saying to you, this this is, I'm, I, I could go on, this could be a whole podcast just about this yeah. at this point. But I guess like my final question is, so they say to you, okay, you're going to plan for like the first three episodes, mm. so to speak. So are you just going through cookbooks and being like, okay, I love that dish on Nobu. Let's see if I can make it. Or do you have to create your own recipes? I mean, they're not expecting you to like reinvent the wheel. No, exactly. Um, definitely spent hours on the internet and I've got loads of cookbooks at home um but it's finding you know you don't just want to do boom that's that's the recipe you do want to kind of make it your own a bit so you sort of tweak this Mm. tweak that add a little element and obviously I guess a meal that you can make in like well an hour or 45 minutes so so and that's the thing there's no marinating really like you know you want to marinate something overnight I slow cook a lot. Mm. So those were the things that... So I had to... You know, I had to well, sort I thought you were brilliant. Oh, thank you. So I want to take it back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. You were born in London, but you were raised between here and France. I want to know what life was like growing up. Who was cooking? What food was on the table? Was, was it important to you and the family? Kind of paint the picture. So my parents love food. I wouldn't say they're foodies, but food's always been like something that we, you know, I've grown up thinking, this is nice. (laughs) Um, And then I would say my mum, my mum's French, so she would cook sort of, you know, saucy things and do the Sunday dinner and stuff. My dad, I actually prefer my dad's cooking because he was really good at frying uh, anything frozen yes but they were the meals that I wanted I didn't want mum's like you know chicken with a nice sauce yeah, yeah. I wanted a pancake yeah. of Finder's pancake with beans and ma- smash not even mash oh my smash. god that's old school yes that's how old I am so would you sort of sit around the table you know because how old are you when you went back to France so I was about 12 or 13 when I went to France okay so up until then in, in when we lived in London, no, we never sat at the table for okay. dinners or anything. When we got to France, I think because of just because we, we, we initially moved into my mum's childhood home. Oh, wow. Um, and I, probably just because being in France and going back to that way, we then started to eat at the table. So now we do eat. Well, it's, sometimes we do, sometimes yeah. we don't. But it's funny, like, never ate at the table, ate at the table all the time. And then I turned 16 mm. and I was just. And then, so what dishes would you say remind you, I mean, except the pancakes, um, remind you most of your childhood? I mean, that, The pancakes? Also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, I would just love, like, a big bowl of smash, loads of butter and peas mixed in it. Simple girl at heart. I love it. <laughs> so, obviously, interested in eating as a child, were you interested in cooking? Yep, I loved cooking. I remember I made, I made my first... The first time my mum let me use the stove on my mum, she was surveying. I think yeah. it was about 11. We were living on a canal boat in King's Cross at the time. No way. <laughs> That's so cool. And um, I made my first spaghetti and tomato sauce. And I remember crunching oh. <laughs> crunching the, 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 the onions. Which, you know, I was like, this isn't very nice. But my parents ate it, bless them. Aww. But yeah, that was my the first time you, The things you got to do for the kids. Eh? I also cooked a, a cake when I was young, even younger in the microwave when microwaves were just invented. Oh, by wow. The way. And I put the cake in there for about 10 minutes. And I think it was on fire outside <laughs> outside the kitchen for about a day and a half. <laughs> Just glowing. Do you know what's funny, though? Like, these days, if I ever find myself on TikTok, um, you can do microwave mm. cakes in a mug. 
Yes. I've with like seen three that. ingredients. I've seen that. So, I haven't tried it. I mean, I don't know. You were kind of ahead of the curve. I, I'm yeah, just, that's the angle I'm going to go thank with. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so you obviously, you know, your adult life, we all know, you know, one of the biggest girl bands in the world. But I want to sort of take it back a little bit before that. You know, your musical talents were obviously picked up at quite a young age. You went to Sylvia Young. And I guess I'd love to sort of hear about what your experience was like, you know, at stage school or, you know, doing auditions. This is sort of like the 80s and, you know, early 90s, perhaps sort of moving into sort of talk about what that time was like for you. I loved it. I, I loved it there um, overall. Um, but now, I mean, like, like, you know, it's the dream, singing and dancing, acting, you know, it was just that, and all the kids were just like crazy, you know, so, so full of it, but like in a good way. Mm. Um, so all that bit was great. I think the one thing and looking back now that I feel, and it's, and it's, you know, you get older, you look inside yourself a bit and you're wondering, <laughs> why do I behave like that? <laughs> and, God, we've all done that. Yeah, and I think to be introduced to that level of competition at such a young age, I don't think that helped my confidence. Okay. So being aware so early on as of sort of someone being prettier than you getting a job or me because I was darker, not getting a, a, a job yeah. against a blonde, blonde-haired, yeah. blue-eyed kid. And I think that's kind of stuck with me when I think about, you know, why, you know, I was so confident and then that confidence just stopped. And it was, I think it was directly that. That's really interesting. So would that, when it was sort of affecting your confidence, was that kind of as you were coming out of the school or was it even the like whole whilst time, you, the whole time you were there? I think, I think it, I mean, it's also reality I suppose of of the business that you will be in competition and some people you know it's but sometimes it's about the way you look sometimes it's about your voice you know it could be anything which is realistic but it's not great for the soul I think I just I just think at such a young age well I was gonna say at such a young age and also I mean listen but both girls and boys but I just think you know also as as a female and just sort of that's such a pivotal age, sort of 11 going into your mm. teens. It's like you're already dealing with so much internal stuff as it is. Yeah. So sort of being judged by whether it's the way you look or the way you sing or act or it, it can sort of absolutely yeah because you can't really process it no properly. you just think we well, probably don't have the you. you don't have the emotional intelligence I think at that age to fully understand yeah. what's going on and I'm on. pretty sure now. Well, I don't know. I mean, my daughter actually went to Sylvia's as well. Oh, really? And she really enjoyed it, but um, she didn't stay too long though. But yeah, she, it's it's just a weird one. Just yeah. in general, kids in showbiz, and I've yeah. been a kid in showbiz, yeah. and I loved it. I enjoyed it, but I can see, you know, yeah, it's where it wasn't. When great. I was doing my research on you, I know everything about you now. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, you were in Les Misérables. Yes, I was. <laughs> I didn't that? do anything. I was Eponine. I was young Eponine. Okay. And she just shoves Cosette around a little bit and plays with the doll. And then I'm out. But Still, it's, you know what? It's on your CV. It's on my CV. Take it. Just take on my it. CV. I have a picture of me in the show. There we go. Done. Sorted. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fast forwarding a little bit. Um, you were already friends with Nicole. So we're sort of going towards like the formative years yeah, of the yeah. band. So you went to school with Nicole. Yeah. 
you'd met Shaznay at the studio, which is actually around the corner from where I grew up, which oh. was um, Psalm Studios, was it? Yeah, we actually, well, that we went, eventually went there, but we started on All Saints Road and yeah. Metropolis oh, Studio. Oh, well, is that? No, not Metropolis. What did you call it? I called it Psalm. No, Psalm was around the corner. That was yeah. part of ZTT. Ah, that was okay, right. But well, I thought the Rolling Stones uh, recorded there once. Everyone's I'm, I'm making it, it all up. up. Okay. Everyone's recording Fine. Okay. Live Aid. Yes. Everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we actually met in a, around the corner on All Saints Road. Our manager, well, who then was our manager for a bit, basically the one that got us all together. Yeah. He had a studio. Metropolis. 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 We're gonna we're gonna call it Metropolis. We're gonna call it that. Okay, and that is the studio where we met. got you. Okay, so I guess you know this is the era. This is the nineties, right? This is we're in sort of Spice Girl era, if you want to call it that. It's the girl band is like the thing of the decade, and I guess I really just want you to like fill the blanks in in terms of I guess what your experience was like being in the industry in the nineties. You know. This is not the era of the internet. It's not the era of social media. It's a lot more, um, maybe not as regulated as it is now, or I don't even know if it is still regulated, but just sort of describe it all to me. I mean, it was a whirlwind, obviously. I think it was, again, super fun. There was a great times. Um, we'd been going for years. So when yeah. we finally did get success, it felt good. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and then I suppose, I think, especially Shaz and I, cause when we, when, when we first like started the band, I think we didn't really have much intention as far as success or anything like that. I think our main goal was probably the end goal would be top of the pops, smash hits magazine, oh, top of the yes. pops. And that would be, we've made it. I love it. And then it kind of went further than that. And that's when we were like, mm, is this really fun? You know, the, the traveling, spending a lot of time away from home, um, not really getting much, um, much, time, much um, time to do like performing. We didn't really perform. We'd go on a TV show here, go on a TV mm. show there, you know, do one song, go. But we never went, like we didn't go, we had, had one tour while we were together. Um, Gosh, you know what? It's actually as you're saying that, I'm just thinking it. And obviously, I'm like most certainly not in the music industry, but you're absolutely right. It's like you see these artists perform, but actually, the, the main bulk of it is probably what you're just saying. It's promo. It's, it's just set going talking, on a TV yeah. show. It's doing another shoot. It's maybe being in the studio. Yeah, and that was definitely not in the in the dreams. Yeah, you know what I mean that yeah. we had. So I think that made success sort of hard to enjoy mm. maybe D nearer to the end obviously mm, mm. and i mean gosh how would you say like compared to nowadays the industry has changed well i'm not really part of the industry too much these days well, so. she, but she I mean, might be <laughs> one though. i'll make her <laughs> but um oh it's completely different i mean now the main thing the, the main way bands make money is touring yeah and that wasn't the case back in mm. the day um, social media changes everything. Mm. I love that you've got more of a direct link to the fans. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's good and bad in anything, I think, and, and with what it is. Now, I, I do think that the internet is good for getting new talent out there. Yeah. But then I suppose then it's like nurturing that talent. No, absolutely. 
If you had to choose your favorite All Saints song, what is it? It's probably some sort of B-side or album track that's buried that nobody really thinks anything of. It's like my favorite tune ever. There's a few like Take the Key. There was one oh, called yeah. Take the Key that I liked. Yeah, that's I knew one that. of my favorites. For some reason, Mel, I still know word for word the entire intro to Never Ever. Still, I, and I don't understand at the age of 34 why it's still just like logged in my memory. It's the same with the Umbungo advert. <laughs> Like, who, why do I, do I know the Umbongo well. advert? <laughs> but the weird part of the whole thing is that I speak it in an, the like the American accent. Yeah. Why? I don't know what's wrong with me, but yeah. Anyway, that's like you're my, normal. That's my that's my dinner party talent. Oh, well done. Yeah, like yeah. So it. if you're lucky, I might do it at the end, and then you can go <laughs> in afterwards in your first uh, in your first verse. Thanks. <laughs> um, obviously, one song that was like global was Pure Shores. That was the soundtrack of the beach. Did you meet Leo? We did, we did. He's really nice. Didn't just spend that much time with him, but actually, at the time, my, my partner was good friends with him, so he was sort of part mm. of our sort of uh, universe. Um, so yeah, he was a very nice guy. And have you been to that beach? So I've been since. Okay, but at the time, the whole point of doing well that not maybe not everybody else is. My whole point of doing that song was that we were going to go to Thailand to film the video. We went to Norfolk. You did not. We went to Norfolk. You got shortchanged. In January. No, you did not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who made that decision? I don't know, some <laughs> bastard. But, uh, but years later, I did go to visit that And beach. is it as beautiful as it looks on It's the absolutely screen? beautiful. Yeah. M- lots of tourists there. Yeah. I heard that they had to shut that beach down for a bit because apparently yeah. there were so many tourists yeah, and I they were actually that. ruining it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not been um, one day. What was on your rider? I'm, I always ask musicians this. I always find it quite fascinating. Our riders are always so rubbish. Because like we get, we, like they ask, what do you want in your rider? And we're all like that. Um, um, we never know what to put there. I don't want fresh fruit. I don't want fresh fruit. I think the last, the last time we were on tour, our rider consisted of Nurofen, Barocca, beef hula hoops. And that was it. Maybe some wet wipes. I don't, I don't want to know what you're using those for. <laughs> Pretty much our rider. <laughs> not any like, not a drink. Oh, always your, champagne, oh, okay, always champagne. Okay, but not right. necessarily, not for me, but Nick and Nat like to have a little glass. Okay. And do you, what, what's your kind of like rule in terms of like just before you're performing? I assume you're not eating straight before, you're leaving it a few hours. I mean, you'd think that would be the case, wouldn't oh, okay, you? If fine. I was a professional, yes. Right, okay. No, I'm the worst. Okay. I am the worst. So I, you're going on stage. I've actually gone on stage so full that I was like, well, that's not doing that again. <laughs> like, literally just full of potatoes to here, and like, this is not going to work. I couldn't even, I was like trying to jump, and I was like, oh, I couldn't get off the ground. So, but I've, so I've done that, and that's not a good idea. So I've stopped doing that. Okay. But no, I've got no, I, I don't even warm up. God, so and you, that, you really are a natural talent. No, though. no, no. <laughs> I could be much better is what I'm trying to say. I'm really, I, I should probably give it back everybody's money that they've ever given to see the band because I'm oh really God, not... Oh, God, don't. I'm going to get inundated not, with DMs being like, oi, where's my ticket money? I could be much better. <laughs> I think one sort of last thing I want to touch on before we sort of leave that 
amazing 90s era was and, and I sort of mentioned it um, a minute ago is that you know the 90s especially as as, a, as someone growing up as a as a child throughout the 90s and obviously you know loving you guys and loving all the other music that was coming out it was like that Spice Girls era mm-hmm. but you guys were sort of like the antithesis of Spice Girls and the way that you guys looked what you wore and I think for me that was what that was what I loved about you guys because don't get me wrong Spice Girls epic well so, you know historic moment but I felt like I was more you in the sense of like I was wearing the combat trousers I wasn't you know walking around in like a mini skirt and platforms and looking super glossy and not that you're not glossy but you know what I mean yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I and I and I wonder like you spoke about the pressures as a child but I can imagine that when you then were had formed a band and you've got all this you know incredible success that that must also come with its own pressures um did you ever felt feel like I don't know you had to like conform at any point or were you very like this is us yeah what you see is what you get no we were lucky we didn't have to do that we we had a, a great record company and great people that worked there that never saw they they maybe tried at the beginning a little bit trying to put us in a skirt no <laughs> um but yeah they, they I think they got it quite yeah. quickly mm. so they knew who to bring in to work with us um stylists and producers and directors everything I think they got it right yeah and with uh, you know it, it, it's always it's a weird one because That that whole like we we just sort of turned up. We were together being all saints, exactly how you say it now, with pretty much the same songs before the Spice Girls came out. Well, there we go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so just so that you guys know, we were there first. So they're actually the original. But then they <laughs> came out, and it wasn't until they got successful that pe- the record company were like, hmm. Girl got bands. you, yeah. So like that. Oh, because yeah, of the Spice yeah, yeah. Girls, we got No, but deal. that's what I'm saying. But like, it still feels like you guys are very much like the originals. And I think, you know, like I'm, I, I don't know. It was just, like, I remember going to Tammy Girl and genuinely my wardrobe was very much based on like the combat trouser and the well, best top. It was, it and was, like, it was, it was um, influenced by, by the US, by the R&B yeah, band. Absolutely. Of the US. Yeah, yeah. Because we like, were influenced yeah, by them and yeah. that trickled down. And we, at the time, you couldn't really get those clothes in London. Except so you had, Tammy Girl. <clears throat> Tam- <Wow>. Listen, <laughs> long move Tammy Girl, all right? <laughs> well, we'd go down to Camden and the, the, the army surplus oh, yeah, shops yeah, and yeah. then it was cheaper. And, and then I remember there wasn't that big sort of like fashion surge of the the maharishi trousers my mum has just found her original pair i've i got i've still got some she was i was like uh mum do you realize people would kill for them you better get those on she rocked them the other day they're like orange they're so cool i've got to say though i do feel old now that the whole look is coming back right because have, i don't know about i mean i've always kind of kept a similar style my whole life i'm quite sort of like chill Same. down to earth but when you start seeing like very young kids literally wearing the outfit that I was wearing when I was like 14, thinking that they've just created a whole look. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> but just know that that's what our parents said about us when we were like, I know, hey. I know. It just, but that, it's, but it's like when you cycle. like, cause I'm like mid thirties now. And I think it's when you get to like your mid thirties and you do, it's that it's, you've had all the generations now and it's like, Oh God. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it's you're such... wearing the Adidas trousers with the poppers. Are you yeah, kidding me? I was rocking that at age 12. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I feel the same. And you know what? I actually still really like that aesthetic. Oh, no. oh God. But me too. now I feel 
I can't, I can't wear it like, yeah. you don't, you know. No, I know. If you were, like, if you were a pop star in the 70s, you're not allowed to wear flares. Yeah. And when, like, you know what I mean? You can't. You did that. I know so what you, you mean. I again, know what you mean. Even though I do. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take it back to the food. So, obviously, Celebrity Master Chef is done and dusted. It's fabulous. You, you keep your apron? Yes, they send it to you all. Good. Also, fresh aprons every episode, every single time you cook. Well, actually, I'll tell you a funny thing that happened. On the last, when we went to um, do the challenge with Giorgio Locatelli. Oh, yeah, that looked amazing. So, we, so we'd had our chef's whites, um, and they take them away, dry clean them, and then they brought them that morning. I put mine on, no more. Danny and Lisa put theirs on. Go and watch it back. Her sleeves go to here. She's got like, <laughs> like a little crop top whites. And then Danny was like, yes, it was tight as well. And I, was, and I wasn't trying what to swap happened? with anyone. They're drunk. I don't, I don't know what happened. But that's how they... That's how they <laughs> do you get to keep your chef wise? No. Oh, shame. That's fun. I would have liked that. I might actually start... I might buy some chef whites and just start cooking my week... My midweek meals and chef whites. I was just thinking, yeah, I'd just buy myself a chef white <laughs> chuck a master chef thing on there. So do you... I mean, obviously you cook at home, but like, what are your specialities? I am... I don't like fiddly fussy all that kind of stuff i'm spag bowl i'm the chicken you know what i mean like not fancy just flavor mm. but, but but i love bolognese i love i love chicken tacos I'm, i will make a big vat of chicken and just divide it into like little things to put in the freezer and I'm, oh, oh that's a good idea so i just have a bit of chicken i think that's actually what really came across as well is like you had a very good knowledge like especially on like some of the street like that street food mm. Um, I, uh, I kind of figured everybody would know that. I didn't realise. Well, like, no, apparently not. Well, no, I was surprised. Also, so I've just got to go back. But like, how difficult was it? Because I weirdly was doing this to myself the other day. When they give you a tray, uh, give you a plate of food, and they're like, "Okay, you need to write down all the ingredients in it." That's quite difficult. It would be if you did. Like, I think the other challenges was way harder than what our challenge was. To be honest, like, because it was you could taste that it was meat in some yeah. sort of sauce so it's a gravy is it got what you know you can do that yeah but like actually i yeah, know you're one like an your asian one. Yeah. dish yeah, yeah yeah when you don't you, you know it tastes good but like how to pinpoint the exact things in there, unless you have some sort of knowledge prior but your knowledge was very good like you knew that it was uh, poutine it, yeah you, like in terms of like even your tacos they seem very authentic but i love it i love so it. this is all the stuff that you were you've it's, been cooking anyway yes, i i mean i i can sit and watch food network oh don't in the background all day like pioneer women like literally anything (laughs) anything i love it i just love it what food do you dislike i don't eat oysters i did try okay Um, bad experience I just couldn't swallow it down. Like I was okay. like, and it was in Nobu, so it wasn't oh, like okay. a shit oyster. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, nice a good one. oyster. It's a nice one. <laughs> I think I did the first one, the second one, no, and after that, I was okay. just like, um, it's not so much that like foods I don't like, but I would just, they're just not for me. But I, I eat most things. Okay. But very, I'm quite traditional in my flavors. Yeah. You know, I can appreciate and respect <laughs> other foods. I know what I like, and I like what I know. I love a woman who knows what she likes. <laughs> <laughs> what three items do you always have in your fridge? Cheese. Okay. I've spoken like a true French woman. Um, what cheese out of curiosity? All of the cheese. Okay, fine. All cheeses. Uh, but usually a nice uh, mature cheddar. Definitely some Philadelphia. Because the Philadelphia, I use that as a condiment, like as a sauce as well. Yeah. Just chuck it in everything. Yeah. It's very nice. Um, and... 
Like just yeah, like like the condiment bit of the fridge that is full, that is full. Very. You, do you like hot sauces? Occasionally, okay. if, the, if the mood is right. Okay, fine. All right, I'm I'm going to accept your three <laughs> items as just all cheese. I've yeah, decided. That's what it is. <laughs> now that you are essentially a professional chef, um, <laughs> what do you plan to do with all this talent that you already had and you've also probably sort of gained over the past few months? I've been trying to think of what. I'd like to do it because okay. I absolutely love it. Um, at the time, like after we were doing the um, ambulance, the the air ambulance thing, as we were like bringing out these big trays and these massive pots and everything, I was like, "This is bloody brilliant!" And I asked John, I was like, "Do you think I could work in a restaurant? Could I start?" Because I was thinking, like, I want to do this, and I'd like to start right there because integrity and respect is big things for me. Mm. So I would never expect to be respected by other. At, no, not even other actual chefs. Mm-hmm. If I just come in and I've been a master chef for a season, I've gone right. I'm yeah. cooked now. You know, I can, I can. I'd, I'd love to get to do it properly and start at the bottom, work my way up. So that's still I'm toying with okay. the idea of doing that. I'd kind of wow, think that would be, that would be amazing. It. I'd love to just see if I can do it. The only thing that scares me the hours and the physicality of yeah. it. It's tough, but the mental and the passion I have that right. You, you guys heard it here first. Uh, she wants to get in a restaurant. Why don't you speak to Giorgio? Seeing as you basically worked there already. <laughs> just, you're just a returning yeah, chef. True, true. I should do that. I should do that. I'm going to start sending my CV. I was on MasterChef. <laughs> I wonder if people do that. <laughs> I, they, mean, I bet they do. Oh like, on like, the no- on like sort of like the normal MasterChef. The chefs, normal I'm sure one, they yeah. Do. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Okay, I've, I've decided I'm taking your CV and I'm going to just... Thank I'm going to do something with it. If I you could know. get me a job, that would I'll be great. Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, favourite restaurants when you do find yourself out and about? Um, McDonald's every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love do you it. you know what? In all of the seasons that I have done, <laughs> not one person has said that. This is great. Okay. I'm really happy you've said that. It is my favourite restaurant. <laughs> I can't lie. What's your order? Big Mac. <laughs> Big Mac meal, Coca-Cola. Thank you very much. Nuggets? No. No, no. Chips, obviously. Chips that come with the fence. So can I say something? Yeah. Um, I haven't eaten McDonald's in over 10 years. <gasps> I mean, I'm impressed and also sad. <laughs> um... Do you know what it is? I think McDonald's do the best chips. Hands down. I'm happy to say that out loud, like 100%. For all those chefs that are wanting to get Mel in, in, the, uh, in the kitchen, this isn't the only thing she loves. She also loves a bit of fine dining. Love she really fine dining. respects all those flavours. <laughs> I do, but it's just not my choice. I know where, if somebody goes, where do you want to eat tonight? I know where I'm going. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned Nobu. Do you like a bit of yeah, like a sort of like Nobu. a good little sort of zhuzhi restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Love Nobu. Love Chinatown. Love. There's a, there's a few restaurants in there because I lived in Ibiza for nine years. So there's a, some restaurants there oh, that yeah. are just like the best. Are yeah, you a starter them. or a dessert person? Starter. Okay. Starter. So savory. All the starters, in fact. Yeah. Yes. I'd probably do all the starters, all the sides. No main, no dessert. I'm... Do you know what? That's what I like doing. There's some. I sometimes just find mains a little bit. I don't know. If there isn't a main on the menu, I'll just order all the all the sides. Well, because I never just want one thing. You want to have a little pick of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I get that. But and when when I eat with when we go for dinner with my family, we usually get a pasta for the table. Yeah. 
that's nice. That's just for the table, yep. guys. <laughs> we all know. See, I also have a bit of a thing about share. Like, I love sharing food, don't get me wrong, but there's certain foods that I don't share. So I cannot share a pizza. Oh. Because I love pizza so much. Same. I do not want anyone to touch my pizza. And I will not share a packet of crisps. But we're going to come to that in a second. Like That's tea. just seamlessly yeah, brought me into yeah. the quick fire questions. Okay. <laughs> Starting off with, what is the craziest food you've ever eaten? I'm sure it will have been somewhere when we were in Japan with the band a million years ago. I remember doing some show and we were cooking on one of those tables with the... What do they call like it? a tepanaki, yeah, yeah that te- vibe, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that's called. like a benihana sort of, like a benihana. But it was like a personal. One. Oh yeah, yeah, like a Korean barbecue sort of yeah, situation. Kind of that vibe, yeah. anyway. And then she was putting all this stuff, and we were sort of cooking this thing. And at, at the time, we were much younger and way more stupid. <laughs> Actually, not that much more yeah. stupid. <laughs> Equally as stupid. It's always um, stay stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know what the hell we were putting in on the table and mushing it about, but there was some weird stuff involved okay. and. That would have been that. It was something. What has been your most memorable meal? I mean, do, I mean, can it be like a family home yeah, cooked meal? Absolutely. Um, probably like a Christmas dinner where everything's just the timings worked out perfectly and got like. There's definitely a Christmas where I, I, because I, I always do Christmas dinner. Okay, so you're the and host. And I got it done. I did it good. Oh, really? That one year I did it okay. good, yeah. And are you doing turkey or are you doing... Turkey. Okay. With all the trimmings. Yeah, th- there's a little bit of a French element to it because I'm nice. from my mum. Yeah. So her stuffing is more like a sauce. Oh, okay. So Ooh. it's like sausage meat. You don't stuff the bird with it. It's on its own thing. Oh, nice. And it's port and sausage meat and chestnuts and it's quite sloppy oh, I like you that. could probably put it on pasta no, to be honest fabulous i'm coming to yours for christmas mm-hmm. right most important question you are going to get asked today is what is your favorite flavor of crisps and why it, that's not just a simple question though i know it's not excuse the quick fireness <laughs> of it all but these are not quick fire at all not. because it depends what the shape of and what kind of crisp we're talking about okay my favorite crisp is a um flaming hot monster munch oh well behind me as you can see on my cake stand no my favorite crisps of all time which are a pickled onion see pickled onion yeah yeah okay and they are kept in their own little sort of celebration area yeah i like um so that's a great crisp it's a good one but it doesn't beat a pickled onion Yes, but it, it but it but it but it it serves a purpose. Yeah, but you get. More, I feel like there's more flavour oh, in a flaming okay. heart. All right, I might need to go and get a packet later. But then, if it's just a know. plain Walkers or something like that, then I'd probably. Mm, I'm not really. I'm anything. I just find yeah. No, I like a walk again. I think you're absolutely right. I think everything kind of like has its place. It depends what day it is as well. What I'm That's what, true. and what am I eating? Have I got a Kit Kat or have I got Mint Aero? Because that changes <laughs> what, what crisp I need. And it has to be a boxed Ribena as well with it as well to really make me enjoy that crisp. Gosh, you're bringing back my whole childhood. That was my after school thing when you're about to get on the tube. If you're in London and you're going to school in London, you're getting on the tube, you hit the uh, news agent, you get a Ribena carton, I'd get a Galaxy bar and a packet of Monster Munch. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty much, we lived on that and Pot Noodles for like pot the Pot Noodles. From, yeah, all saints at the beginning were probably sponsored by Pot Noodle actually. Should have been. Should have been. 
I mean, you also mentioned on your rider there were uh, beef hula hoops. That's Nick's thing, but I actually enjoy them. Great, Chris. She's made me enjoy them. And also very substantial. They're thick, they're crunchy. It's a meal. Love them. It's Great. Okay. Totally accept all, your, all of your answers. <laughs> what food sums up happiness for you? It's got to be cheese again. <laughs> cheese. What is your favourite cheese? Oh, I, don't, I don't have one. I don't... I, I say, I know, I, do you know what? Probably oh, really mature cheddar, like, re- okay. like ouch. Like, okay. Really. Yeah. But with some truffle honey on that. Yeah. I mean, truffle honey on all the cheese. Yeah. Tr- truffle honey on everything truffle from the start. Truffle honey on everything. <laughs> Final question. Live to eat or eat to live? Live to eat. Hey. Come on. Unfortunately, for my ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to get back to body camp. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, Mel, honestly, this was the biggest, biggest joy for me. Thank oh. you so much. My 11-year-old self is crying <laughs> inside. I really want to do this never ever thing with you, but I'm actually just going to like not do it. But honestly, thank you so much. And the biggest congratulations oh. for MasterChef because it is no easy journey so well done thank you and i'm thank looking forward so to visiting you in a restaurant kitchen soon oh my god imagine that would be the dream <laughs> until next time guys thank you for listening if you love what you hear please subscribe and review don't forget to follow me on instagram at crazy sexy food and check out the crazy sexy food youtube channel until next time bye